0: Welcome to the Fight Shed Podcast, the podcast that recaps the best of both MMA and boxing events of the past weekend and previous to biggest combat sports events for the next week. Thank you for listening and supporting the Fight Shed Podcast. I'm Daniel and as always, my co-host, Mr. Alan Kirk.
1: Hello, hello.
0: How are you, sir? Good, good, good. You had a great weekend this weekend?
1: I, I did. You know, um, Sunday was Mother's Day. so Yeah, uh, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers yep, out there. Celebrated that. It was a nice, relaxing day. Um, as opposed to Saturday, Saturday was a busy day. Was it? <laughs> yeah. So I ended up having to drive to Big Spring for um, to cover for one of my employees at work. That was then followed by Comic Book Day. Oh yeah, for yeah all definitely. The comic Book Geeks out there. Are you a comic book fan? A little bit, A little yes. bit. <laughs> Got about three thousand comics and oh growing. Oh my gosh,
0: three thousand. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. I, th- I think I have about sixty hand growing. So it,
1: yeah, it's growing <laughs> and it's it's it's. My my girlfriend's like, why? Why are we continue to do this? Right. I'm like, it's it's my hobby. Yeah, I can think leave, of me hobbies. Leave, leave me alone. Leave me alone, right? Mm, yeah. It was then followed by, I don't know, are you uh, watch some horse racing when it comes around this season? I did
0: not, but you know what? I caught the glimpses of the Kentucky Derby. You did?
1: Yeah. But you don't normally do it.
0: I, I You know what? I try to make it a point every May, every first okay. weekend in May. I try well, to do
1: that. Well, I like betting on horses. Oh wow, um, That's I go good. to the horse races a couple times a year if I can. Yeah. Um, and you know, I I uh, had a friend at the horse track. So we're in betting. Kentucky? N- well, oh, no. In, oh, in Dallas. Uh, no, it, actually, he was in New Mexico. Oh, Okay. So he was placing some wagers for me. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. Uh, doing some uh, exactas, trifectas, and and trying trying to pick the right horses. And then, of course, all my friends and family they'll they'll put their bets in for the kentucky derby yeah right so we're all betting on this thing and my mom calls me and she's like a big spender like me like two bucks that's all we do right two bucks so she picks like seven horses and so i'm reading them off and most of them are the favorites or whatever and she picks this random horse named rich strike i I, like none of us even heard of like Wow. Mom, you know that that's like the worst. He just injured on Thursday, I think. Yeah, Something. Like you, you know that they like spent like thirty grand on this horse. It's like <laughs> he was going to the glue factory, but they decided to just go ahead and save him. Just throwing in, put him in this text right thing. off. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, she had two dollars to win, and I'm like, all right, well, that's a waste two dollars, you know. Yeah, yeah. Next thing you know, he wins the race. Yeah. He he actually eighty pa- to one. Eighty to one. He passed the two favorites, which are the two that I had. Yeah. And I'm watching the race, and I'm like. He's fixing to pass him. They're not even seeing he's passing. Him. Passes him. Yeah. My mom's two dollar win bet netted her one hundred and sixty three dollars oh and eighty cents. <laughs> Congratulations, Happy Mother's Day! Can you believe that? Yeah, the, it was the longest shot I think ever in Kentucky Derby.
0: I saw that. Uh, I saw him running and just the the maneuvering and just the spe- bursts of speed. That, towards the end yeah. it's just amazing,
1: and I can tell you that when I when I saw that and I was excited for my mom, I realized that something was odd that was going to go that was going to happen today. Yeah. It was going to seem like a lot of underdogs were going to win things <laughs> that night. Right, it and was just a telltale sign. It was, huh? and, and little do we know as we get into it a lot of underdogs they that sure point.
0: did they sure did yeah it was a um, big weekend for combat sports big weekend for boxing um ufc 274 yep. coming up how um, did you
1: how, how was your weekend how'd you how did you watch these fights
0: um i watched it at home with my wife and uh just enjoyed uh being there at the house uh no company just kind of just two relaxing. screens yeah two screens and okay. then um in the living room watching the tvs mm-hmm. and everything like that so yeah nothing eventful. Um Sunday, what do we do Sunday? Um it's hot. How, how are you enjoying this uh heat wave that we're having here in West Texas?
1: Absolutely not. Yeah. My philosophy is that you can always put stuff on. Yeah. You can only take so much off. <laughs> so, if it's cold, I can put a jacket on, but when it's hot, yeah, I I don't want to take everything off.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, it's been uh, like 104, huh. 107. Terrible. It's it's a terrible heat wave. So, um so Sundays I usually go visit my father. Okay. And um, my girls want to go with me because he has new puppies, and That's so right. we went to go visit the puppies. And um, but they're outside, underneath the tree, playing loteria, you know, Spanish Mexican bingo. Okay. And uh, it's 107 degrees out there. They're just out there, sun drinking, you know, under the shade, and uh, and and my girls are dying out there because right. they're all red. They're really pampered here at home, right? They don't. Right. They're not used to being outside in the right. sun. So, um yeah, so we had to cut it short there at my dad's house. They were about to make it they were cooking out, they were making some uh ribs on the okay. on the grill and, did you make it for uh, the no, ribs? He, he, no, we we had to leave. My kids were begging me to leave. <laughs> what? So yeah, so we didn't get to stay to eat and um so that was we spent a very hot afternoon in uh at, for Mother's Day at my father's.
1: Well, house. I, I tried to stay cool inside. Yeah, definitely.
0: Well let's go ahead and just jump in right into um combat sports to first boxing um we did have a huge boxing match uh, live on the zone app canelo alvarez versus dimitri bivol this was for bivol's championship it's a light heavyweight championship belt the wba i believe um and um
1: man full of
0: surprises aren't we
1: it was a much anticipated fight between these two champs and it didn't go as planned for their favorite fighter that night No,
0: it didn't. I mean, I think the odds were four hundred.
1: It was a minus four eighty, and it was a plus three eighty for Bevel.
0: Yeah, that's one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So the odds were kind of for Canelo to, um, I guess, do away with this no name.
1: You said last week. When you were telling, I think your grandfather or your father, who's a, <laughs> yeah. you said, "Hey, hold hold on." Yeah, I was telling him. Yeah, exactly. Beware of Beevil. He he's he's not some tomato can.
0: No, he's not. And um, you know, he kind of proved it. He, he threw his jab out, really set the tone with the jabs. Um, Canelo looked like he was just trying to go for broke every single time. Always look, looking for that big hit.
1: Yeah, Beeble said after the fight, he goes, I felt his power. You could see, you could see on my arm, he beat my arm up, but not my head. He has good speed, good power, but I think his mistake was he was only throwing hard punches, and he just got tire- tired. And you know what? That's exactly what we saw. I
0: mean, I, I think I gave maybe one or two rounds for Canelo yeah. because, again, Canelo was trying to get that body. Bevo really covered up his body you know you could tell with his arms you know being all beat up um but Bivo set the tone with that jab keep pushing in Canelo back you know using his strength his height um pushing against a, against the ropes and every time Canelo try to do something um Bevo just quickly got out of the range.
1: It, it literally, and it, it probably did happen. Literally, looked like Bevo watched the uh, two uh, triple G fights. Said, "Hey, that seems like a pretty good game plan. Maybe I ought to institute that against Canelo." And it worked. It and kept it, him at bay.
0: It sure did. In the end, we do have Demetri Bevo winning by unanimous decision, um, keeping his WBA light heavyweight title. What's next for Bevo?
1: Well, let's talk about those judges. Did you see the scorecards?
0: Um, you know what? I, I'm. In the world that we live in, in boxing, we always... I, I, I even had that feeling like, man, if they give this to, to Canelo, in the in the end, I think we all got a good, a fair share, a fair shake on the judges, with the judges making the right decision and you're keeping the integrity of boxing, whatever yeah. it has left. But here's um, here's the that.
1: problem is, is me and you and everybody else in the world, we still had that thought on my mind that these judges are going to give it to Canelo. That's how... Uh, shady. Sometimes we feel about the boxing judges. So thank God that didn't happen.
0: No, that's definitely right. I mean, we, I had that little feeling. I was like, man, they better not give it to Canelo because we've seen worse. We, we have seen to, worse. We have seen worse. Yeah, and but again, we had a unanimous decision with um, Canelo. You know, ultimately taking the loss and Bevel defending that title. Yep. So what's again? What's next with uh, Bevel?
1: Well, he said, "I am sorry, I broke your plans with Triple G. Maybe." Bevel said that towards promoter Eddie Hearn before expressing his respect for Canelo, which he had made clear in the build-up to the fight. For me, I would like to see him fight another champ in that division, like Better Beef. What are your thoughts? Hey,
0: that's exactly what I put down. I think Better Beef has a fight next month against Joe Smith, who's he's unifying those titles with Joe Smith. Why not Better Beef here later on, maybe in September, uh, early fall. fall um, have a, maybe for a undisputed unified champion. Absolutely. How about for Canelo? What do you think next for him?
1: Well, Canelo then, then confirmed uh, after the fight that he wants to exercise his rematch clause. We'll see if that happens in September which would replace Canelo's rubber match with Triple G, possibly. Or, Canelo will do the Triple G fight and then maybe rematch Bevel in 2023 or late 2022. Bevel said, no problem about the rematch. I'm ready for a rematch. I just want to make sure I can be treated like a champion now. But for me, I think he should honor the scheduled fight with Triple G next or defend his current titles that he has. What do you want him to do? No,
0: what I want him to do, I want him to fight another fight in his own weight class. You know, the mm-hmm. super middleweight, I believe. Um, because I think light heavyweight just got the best of him he had to it put did. on a lot of weights right so you know several pounds Let lost some speed right he's gonna fight bigger guys yep i don't know if i want to see that rematch just yet me neither at, at all. i want to see that triple g fight because now we see how vulnerable canelo alvarez is you know last week we had him being the god of boxing yeah. you know we had him being the immortal person in boxing this week hey you know what he is a human being right. He can be beaten you know and so now uh, and in triple g we saw him a few months ago kind of looking like you know uh, another human being right and so i want to see those two fight in september
1: well i'm glad you brought up about last week because before that Bevel fight canelo wasn't even looking at Bevel, and guess who he called out did you see that who did he call out? He called out Usyk. I want to fight Usyk at he heavyweight. He sure did, right?
0: He's like, that would be a nice <laughs> little fight to fight at Usyk for
1: heavyweight title. Heavyweight. Like, like we learned real quick, And yeah. all respect to Canelli, he he is going to be the GOAT someday. I get it. But we learned that, hey, there's only so much you can go up in weight to where you're going to hit a wall. And at 175, clearly, he hit the wall at least, at least last week. I can't believe he's talking about 200 pounds, you know?
0: Yeah, I mean, you're right. I mean, I just... I don't want to see that fight. I want to see him go into Triple G, fight him, and then let's see, th- think about where, um, you know, maybe whenever he fights, he fights Beevil with all the championship belts on the line. Yep. Or let's go to Better Beef, you know? And Absolutely. I think, I think maybe Better Beef might be a little bit better than Beevil. I mean, that's my you think? opinion. I think so. Wow. I like Better Beef okay. over Beevil.
1: Wow. Well, it's going to be exciting uh, to see where each of these two just incredible super elite fighters who their next matchup is
0: well the train goes on for boxing in the boxing world we have a huge huge weekend this weekend for boxing um kicking it off for this weekend we do have jamel charlo versus brian carlos castano live from the dignity health sports park in carson california
1: this saturday on may 14th on showtime pay-per-view so this is 12-round Super Walter rate division 154 pounds. Brian Castano, Jamal, Charlo, uh, Laura are some of the other champs. Now, this is for Charlo's WBA, WBC, and IBF. And this is for Castino's WBO title. Now, Jamal, Iron Man Charlo, is 31 years old. He is 31-1-1 one one, with 18 KOs. He is currently ranked first in this division. His last fight was a split decision July of last year, and his only loss was in 2018. Now, Brian Elboxay, Carlos Castino, is 32 years old, 17-0-2 with 12 KOs. He is currently ranked second in this division. His last fight was a loss by split decision July of last year, and he debuted... In 2012. Now, Charlo is a favorite at minus 170, and Costino is a plus 145. Jermel
0: Charlo is from Houston, Texas. He stands at 5'11 with a 73 inch reach. He boxed out of the orthodox fighting stance. He now has a 50%, 52% knockout rate. Notable wins for Jermel Charlo include uh, J- Jelson Rosario, Tony Harrison, and George Cota. Notable losses come against Tony Harrison and a draw versus Brian Carlos Costano. Brian Carlos Costano is from Argentina. He stands at 5'7 with a 67 inch reach. He fights out of the orthodox fight stance. He now has a 70% knockout rate. Notable wins come against Patrick Teixeira, Wale Orloso, and Michael Sorro. He has no losses, but he does have those two draws versus Jermail Charlo and Arislandi Lada.
1: Well, I can tell you, I I just don't remember this fight, uh, their first fight. Oh, I do. I do
0: remember it. And I I said it was either a draw or Costano won. Okay. Charlo either lost or the judges saved him. And that's what happened. The judges saved
1: him. So that's why the odds are so close to each other.
0: Yeah, that's pretty... Because it was a, it was a fight that I don't think Charlo was ready for. Castano just brought it to him. He had that. I don't know. It's not. It's a Latin American style, I guess, where you okay. just go up, try to fight somebody, no space in between, just go, get in your face and try to knock him out. So almost NFL, like a dirty Charlo, box. Almost dirty boxing. Okay. Just um, but one of those. Let's say Valdez, Oscar Valdez. You know how he fights. Yeah. Um, a volume punching, and Charlo's not a volume puncher, and Cassano came in looking to volume punch.
1: Well, here, here's the thing. I, I, I would take Cassano in this one, but I, you know, because I, th- I feel like there's some up, up, upsets are going to be coming down in the next few weeks. That seems a trend. However, I'm sure Charlo saw that that Canelo fight and said, I don't want to be the next upset guy. So I'm gonna take Charlo. I think he learned his lessons from the last one, and I think he's gonna get a unanimous decision win. You know, I am.
0: I'm also on that um, on that train. I guess with Jermel Charlo winning with the decision, um, I just think that he's already knows what's expected from Costano. He already yeah. knows what's gonna he's gonna bring, and now he's gonna bring his A game. Because I don't believe that last time he fought him, he wasn't bringing his A game. So I do have Charlotte also. By KO? By decision. By decision. Yeah. Very good. Also on the same card on Showtime pay-per-view, we have Jerron Ennis versus Custillo Clayton. Custio
1: Clayton. Yeah, so this is a 12-round Walter rate division, 147 pounds. Terrence Crawford, Earl Spence Jr., Ordonis Yugis Rasheed Badiv, Jerron Boots Ennis is 24 years old. He is 28-0 with 26 Ks. He is currently ranked 10th in that division. His last fight was a win by KO in the first round, October of last year, and he debuted in 2016. Now, Custo War Machine Clayton is 34 years old, 19-0-1 with 12 KOs. He is currently ranked 17th. His last fight was a win by decision December of last year, and he debuted in 2014. Now, Ennis is a minus 380, and Clayton is an underdog at plus 280. Jaron Ennis
0: is from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, standing at 510 with a 74-inch reach. He fights out of the orthodox fight stance. He now has a 92% knockout rate. Notable wins come against Thomas DeLorme, Sergei Lampinets and Juan Carlos Abreu. He has a no contest decision against Chris Van Heerden. Costino Clayton is from Canada. He is 5'9", with a 73-inch reach. He fights out of the orthodox fight stance with a 63% knockout rate. Notable wins come against Cameron Crail, Diego Ramirez, and Johan Perez. He has no losses, but he has one draw against Sergi Lampanitz.
1: Well, we have some great Kool-Aid undefeated fighters pl- fighting, right?
0: Yeah, but I think some of this Kool-Aid is a little bit better than the other Kool-Aid.
1: Well, I think uh, what you're talking about is, did you say 92%? 92%. Yep. That's a high percentage, sir. <laughs> 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 or, uh, ha- have you seen Clayton fight? I've never seen Clayton fight. I haven't no, either. Never. But I certainly have seen Boots Ennis. And I'm a fan of him. Oh, yeah. No, definitely. So I'm definitely going to go with my fandom pick. Uh, I'm going to take Jerron Ennis, and I'm going to take that 92% knockout power and give me him a KO in the sixth round. I am also
0: picking, and you read my notes, a TKO in the sixth round also Whoa. for Jerron Boots Ennis. And I think it just keeps him in the title hunt. I believe he's also saying that maybe you know after this knockout win – He's going to try to fight either Earl Spence Jr. or even maybe a Terrence Crawford down the line.
1: Well, like I just told you, I'm a I'm a fan of Jerome Boots Ennis, but that's a different level. So <laughs> the jury's still going to be out on that. I mean, do you see him having a chance against those two guys?
0: I think this will be one of those that, hey, let's see where you're at. Get him out of here. Make it a spectacle. Make it a show. And yep. then, okay, your name is... Thrown into the hats. Yeah.
1: Well, um, well, he he has enough wins now that he should get a title shot. So I'm hoping after this uh, successful fight, if that happens, he'll get that shot. But I'm going to tell you, this is a good card.
0: Great card, yeah. It's a great card all around. We have uh, those two great fights on one pay per view on Showtime this Saturday night. Absolutely. Now going on, Now if you don't want to watch on Showtime and you want to skip over to to the Zone app, we do have another huge boxing match. Gilberto Ramirez versus Dominic Bozil.
1: Yeah, so this is at the Toyota Arena in California. It is a 10-round, lightweight, heavyweight division, 175 pounds. Joe Smith Jr., Better Beave, and Bevel are some of your other champs. Now, Gilberto Zerdo Ramirez is 30 years old. He is 43-0, 29 KOs. He is currently ranked fourth in the world in this division. His last fight was a win by TKO in the 10th round this December of last year, and he debuted in 2009. Now, Dominique Bozel is 32 years old. He's 32-2 and two with 12 KOs. He is currently ranked 18th in his division. His last fight was a win by decision October of last year, and his last loss was in 2020. Now, Ramirez is a minus 500, and Dozelle is a plus 480.
0: Gilberto Ramirez is from Mazatlan, Mexico. He, is st- he stands at 6'2", with a 75-inch reach. He's fighting out of the southpaw fight stance. He now has a 67% knockout rate. Notable wins come against Uniseki Gonzalez, Sullivan Barrera, and Alfonso Lopez. He has no losses. Dominic Bosel is from Germany. He stands-, stands at 6'1", with a 74-inch reach fighting now the orthodox fight stance. He now has a 67% knockout rate. Notable wins come against Robin Karezneke, Andreji Bundera, and Timmy Sala. Notable losses come against Robin Karezneke. Who do you have in this huge um, bout for Gilberto Ramirez who's on his way to maybe, maybe fight better beef, maybe fight Beevil? Joe Smith, whoever wins those
1: fights. Well, you're smiling right now when yeah. you talk about Ramirez because this is literally one of your favorite fighters. Yeah, yeah. They're, you aren't they love all? this guy. Aren't they it? all? <laughs> well, I can tell you this is in your top five. Yes, yeah. You know? I, I really like him. Um, and I totally agree with you. This this is a pressure-packed fight for Ramirez. He, he If he wants any chance to fight for a title in, a, in the next couple fights, he's got to win this one. He's got to win. And he needs it to win it convincingly. To prove to everybody he deserves that title chance.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean I think I think he needs to convincingly win and then maybe another Mexican hero can go and try to defeat a um a Beavle. A a Russian Beavel. A Beaver, Russian. Yeah. And he's six two, so is Beevil. That's right. I mean I think that I think the height, the weight, the stand, it's all there to maybe do an upset against him?
1: Yeah, and, and as much as you know, we hated seeing Canelo lose. Ramirez probably saw that fight. He's going to learn the the tactics he needs to learn, uh, the game plan against Bevel. Uh, with all that said, I've got Ramirez. I, I think he's going to have a TKO in the ninth round.
0: I do too. I mean, Bosell is ranked 16th in the world, but um, Ramirez, I think he's he's on that path. He's on that um, golden path that the Zone has been pumping him up this whole time. I don't know. if You remember a couple. Couple, like a year or so ago, they were promoting that forty-two and zero. The quest for yeah. fifty-two yes. or whatever, and so, you know, this is just one of those steps along those uh, uh, along the path to to probably that that record.
1: So you, what do you have?
0: I have a decision win.
1: Decision win for Ramirez. Correct. All right. Well, that's another good fight. We got some uh, action-packed boxing this weekend. Do you, you know who else is fighting on Saturday? I do not know who else is fighting. Who's fighting?
0: Um, would I in, would I intrigue you? Jake Paul, Jake Paul fighting,
1: close. Okay, a, a big name like that. Big name, big, big name, name loves big exhibitions. Name. Conor McGregor was was boxing for a while. Is he back? Was yet? he? No, no, no,
0: no. We do have a one one Floyd Mayweather Jr. versus Don Moore.
1: Isn't he retired?
0: Not for making money.
1: Oh, <laughs>
0: he's fighting this weekend. He's fighting this weekend. He, it's live from uh, Dubai. And it's uh, one of those exhibition matches,
1: and it's and it's probably against the fighter that's like what thirty and 0, 40 and 0, what? 18 and 0,
0: Don oh, Moore.
1: Okay. Have you ever heard of Don Moore? I've
0: never heard of Don Moore.
1: Okay. How do you think that's going to turn out? Um, out of, I, it's not judge,
0: it, right? I don't think it's judge. It's, okay. It's not. It's not. Doesn't count against him. It doesn't count for him. You know who else is on that card?
1: Who else is on that card? You know what? And I'll be in all serious. I hope Anderson, Anderson Silva's on that card cause I'd he love sure to see He sure is. Is he really? He's
0: on that card. Ugh. He's fighting Bruno Azerito. He's he's making a boxing debut. Another person that we know is Badu Jack. He's fighting. Oh, um, on that card. So we have a full card, and it's on. Um, I guess it's on. Let's see. It's on Fight TV. So if you no. have the Fight app, you can order that. And it's going to be Saturday at nine a.m. So if you want to wake up really early, oh early, no,
1: I don't want a full day again. <laughs> <laughs> it's At nine
0: a.m., you can catch uh, Floyd Mayweather Jr. versus Don Moore.
1: You know, mad respect to Mayweather, but I'll be honest with you. I, I, I'm more interested in the ba- Badu Jack and the Anderson Silver fight. Be honest I'm, with you, I'm really
0: interested in Anderson Silva because um, I, I really want to see him prosper in boxing. Me too. Yeah. That wraps up our preview for boxing this week. Do we have any news for um, boxing?
1: I do. So the team behind Chris Eubanks Jr. will quickly explore to see if a, a fight is possible with the IBF, IBO, and WBA middleweight champion Triple G. Both Eubanks and Triple G saw potential opponents fall out in the last few days. Eubank was trying to secure a catchweight clash with Kel Brook, but the fight is out after Cale announced that he was retiring from the sport. Now, Triple G was scheduled to fight Canelo Alvarez in a trilogy fight in September, but the fight appears to be derailed last Saturday when Canelo was soundly outboxed over 12 rounds by the WBA light heavyweight champ, Dimitri Bevel. After the loss, Canelo expresses desire to exercise a rematch clause to fight Bevel in the fall. Triple G would have to move up from the 160 pounds to challenge Canelo for his undisputed super middleweight crown. So, what do you think about maybe a, a matchup with Eubanks Jr. and Triple G?
0: Um, yeah, I think I would like that. Uh, Eubanks Jr. is up and comer. You know, he's uh, needs to prove himself, and I think Triple G is a really good name to try to prove himself. Um, I like that fight because. Even though Triple G is very experienced, he's actually on the other side of his career. And he I is. believe it. he proved that in his last fight, right? Yes, he did. And I'm excited because um, Eubanks Jr. is on this side of his career, right. moving up. And he's got that speed, and he can hopefully withstand some power that uh, Triple G still has.
1: Yeah, I would be excited to see that fight. I almost would be excited to see it more than the Canelo Triple G at this point now.
0: Yeah, you know what? You, you might have a good point there. I think I would like to see that fight. It, you know, in tactical reason or there's another word for it like for for um uh, styles make styles and just because you know we already know what we're gonna get with canelo and triple g it's gonna be a war right it's gonna be a battle yep um i would like to see uh you know uh eubank jr because he's on the up and coming you know i want to see him rise to the top too absolutely well it looks like katie taylor and amanda serrano drew over 1.5 million viewers and their wow. in their fights uh, a couple of weeks ago. Wow!
1: What do you think about that? That is that is awesome. That is awesome, right? Yeah,
0: I mean, it's a you know big big history making performance for both. Um, they deserved it, right? Yeah. The viewers that did pay for it, I mean, they got their money's worth big they time did. because. Whenever you see women fighting, and we said this last week, it wasn't two women fighting. They they brought up something special, something different. It wasn't like watching two women fighting. They hopefully are the next breed of women fighters that, you know, other women fighters fighters can follow in their footsteps.
1: You know, and kind of like the McGregor-Mayweather fight where they brought out all the stars and everybody was making predictions. That's what Katie Taylor and, and Serrano did. I mean, all the stars from different sports. I mean, we're not yeah. talking boxing. They had wrestling. They had uh, basketball. Mm. You name the popular uh, woman. They were all making predictions. I mean, it was a spectacle like it should have been and yeah. lived up to every every part of that.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. And hopefully we get maybe a, a rematch, and this time, hopefully, in
1: Ireland. Well, I'm glad you said that because the, that's my next note. All right. The undisputed lightweight uh, champion Katie Taylor is firm on her desire to headline a major event at Croke Park in Ireland. Last month, Taylor picked up the biggest win of her career with a 10-round split decision over Amanda Serrano before a crowd of 19,000 at MSG in New York City. Both Taylor and Serrano are eager for a rematch, which Taylor believes would be a big-ticket showdown for Croke Park.
0: Man, I would love to see that, especially in Ireland. Um, It gets rowdy there, you already know. Mm -hmm. So um, that's one of those fights that I would love to see. I would stay up either... Wake up really early for oh, yeah. that or stay up really late for that.
1: Yeah, that, that would be an amazing fight. And if we thought it was a spectacle this last time, oh, you wait for the rematch. Yeah, definitely.
0: Well, you know, you just mentioned his name earlier. His name Jake Paul. One yes. Jake Paul. Um he's actually telling Canelo, give me three years and I'll take you out the same way that Beevil did.
1: So he sees Canelo lose last weekend and when's the last time he's lost? Eight years? Yeah. Eight and years somehow ago. he's Oh, on jake paul's level come yeah. on man come on come on come on man right come <laughs> on man like we 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 have legitimate elite boxers that we when we pit them up against hypothetically we're like yeah not even close yeah definitely yeah, yeah.
0: i mean um it's just all for show it's all for it's just yeah. I, it's just the the nature of Jake Paul to Start talking about whoever is in the news right now. That's right. And it's just perfect marketing. That's right. It's genius marketing. Yeah,
1: he'll be wanting to challenge Charlo next week. Yeah, We got (laughs) that, right?
0: (laughs) That's, That's exactly right. Do you have any other news? I do not. All right. Well, that wraps up this week's boxing segment. Now, let's just go ahead and jump into our MMA segment. This week, we are recapping UFC 274, Charles Oliveira versus Justin Gaethje. Kicking off the show, we had Donald Cerrone versus um, Joe Luzon. How did that
1: fight go? Well, it was interesting because at the at the weigh-ins, Donald Cerrone uh, came up to Joe Luzon and, and was friends with him. They said, hey, I'm just going to let you know, we will be the fight of the night. Like, you better bring it, Joe. And they both shook hands, like, we'll be the fight of the night. All right, yeah. So, and just exciting. Kicking off the pay-per-view, off the pay-per-view 274. <laughs>
0: Yeah, how did how did that pan
1: out? Well, apparently uh, Donald Swarney went out for some tacos Friday night, and he lost. And he ended up losing <laughs> not the fight, but he lost his, I guess, stomach. Yeah, he and sure got a, did. Got right? a stomach flu, right?
0: Yeah, he went out to enjoy some great tacos. I guess they weren't that great. Um, he went to probably Taco Bell because <laughs> um, if it was an authentic place, he probably wouldn't have
1: got no? that. No, All right. <laughs> but yeah, so we didn't get that fight. I was really disappointed.
0: No, and then we didn't cover whoever who took their place. But man, it was a great fight. Did you did you see that? Randy okay. Brown versus Chaos Williams. It was it was an amazing fight. I, for Rand, on the side of Randy Brown, Chaos Williams he he came up and showed up the first round, but but uh, Randy Brown took over the second and third rounds. I'm glad that they showcased them because they deserve that spot. Yeah, definitely. So even though we didn't uh, preview that fight, we do have a recap. It's a decision win for Randy Brown. He wins a split split decision. 29-28, 28-29, 29-28. You know, Again, I, we didn't preview it. We probably don't have any really notes on Randy right. Brown or anything like that. But I'm looking forward to see Randy Brown. He's like six three in this division, yeah, and he's like a, he towers over all these other fighters. And I'm just looking forward to seeing where he goes from here.
1: Well, and they're both up in contenders because let's not let's not take away from Chaos Williams. Williams, he had his moments in mm-hmm. in that fight, so I'm excited to see him as well and where where they they move on from here in this division.
0: So next up, we do have a light heavyweight division clash. Mauricio Roa versus Ovis St. Peru. Um, that was just the second fight on this card. For a much-anticipated rematch from eight years ago, it didn't live up to its hype. But what, for eight years, I mean, do, do people really expect it's going to be that hyped from eight years ago?
1: Well, especially when both these, these men are... On the other side, as you would say, yeah. of their career, <laughs> honestly,
0: yeah, definitely. Maurice Rua, and uh, I think he's on his last two fights of his UFC contract, he and is. he's already admitted it. He's like, I'm fighting these last two fights, and um, then I'm retiring and going off into the sunset. Ruel- Rua has been one of those, um, you know, staples in UFC combat sports, right? The the MMA. Um, I guess, back in Pride days. Pride days. Yeah, exactly. He, he
1: was a champion. He was a killer back then. Yeah. So, no disrespect to him. But the fact of the matter is, he, he is past his prime. He's 40 years old. And, you know, he's, he's just fighting for namesake at this point.
0: Well, yeah, in the end, we do have Ovis Saint-Peru winning by unanimous decision. By a split decision, 28-29, 29-28, 30-27. I mean, what do you think about this fight? I mean, was it...
1: It's kind of slow for me. If you know, you, I kind of tuned out a little bit too. So. If you like leg kicks, yeah. you got a lot of it because all they did was both fighters were were using utilizing their leg kicks, and I think they were just trying to keep each other at bay so they wouldn't have to exchange strikes. I mean, that's what it looked like for me.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, again, I, I kind of tuned out, um, but it was one of those, you know, back and forth leg kicks, um, hugging each other a little bit. Um, but in the end, we do have OSP winning the fights. Um, you know, I didn't see him in the rankings at all.
1: Yeah, so he's not ranked in the uh, light heavyweight division because he moonlights at heavyweight division. Uh, okay, okay. So he's 26 and 16 now. He's 14 and 11 in the UFC. Um, I have him matched up with the winner of the Dustin J- Jacoby versus Da Yun Chung fight in July. Now, now,
0: that would be also a light heavyweight division class, right? That is correct. Well, I have him maybe fighting the winner of the um ryan span and maybe ian Kutulaba fight because oh, I, I like that yeah. that's next week, yeah that's, that's this is coming week we're, yeah. gonna, we're gonna preview yeah. that one um i think this, i think so i think if if he stays in the weight division Rua was ranked 20th um Kutulaba is ranked 18th ryan span is ranked 15th so i think if he stays in that weight division maybe he can you know make it Make a name for himself, I guess, in this division, even though he's kind of long in the tooth also, right? Yeah, he's absolutely. Yep. Is, is, uh is is up there in um in experience. What, well, what about the, Rua? What, well, what do you, oh, yeah. you
1: want to do with Rua?
0: Well, Rua, man, well, we already say he's on his last couple fights. Um, I saw a name for him, setting him up against maybe a really good fight versus... Probably, you know, maybe a Paulo Costa, but Paulo is actually fighting next. He's fighting he is. In a couple months.
1: What what about a Sam Ivey who who is also allowed to you know, <laughs> find fight out his contract. He hasn't had very good success. I mean, why not?
0: You know? Yeah. You know what? Yeah, I, I guess I like that. I don't know. Yeah. You know, if we're looking at other names around him in the in that division, um you do have A Kill Roundtree.
1: And that would be a good that would be a good name on, on Roundtree's resume exactly. to have Rua, so exactly. that's not bad.
0: Um, another name I do see here is a Tyson Pedro. We saw him, I think, I don't know if you saw him fight. He wasn't on the main card, but he was on a, one of the preliminary fights okay. a couple of weeks ago. And he's, he looks really good. So I think I would like to see him fight um, a bigger name and have that on his resume. Absolutely. Well, next up, we do have... Um, I, right. you know, it should have been a 5 round fight, right? You think Sh- so? Should have been a 5 round. Should have been round scheduled round. that way. That's right. Um, we do have a lightweight division clash, Michael Chandler versus Tony Ferguson. Man,
1: fireworks were going to go off in this matchup and it delivered in a big way. Sure did.
0: First round was an amazing first round. Tony Ferguson, he he looked really good in the first round. He caught Michael Chandler a couple of times. Chandler, you know, doing his thing. He's he you know, Chandler has some power also. But first round, I mean, I think it was it was just a great first round.
1: I scored at Ferguson first round, and that's my boy Chandler. But yeah. Ferguson looked like the old Ferguson. He sure did.
0: He looked like the old Ferguson. I was um, expecting less from him as far yes. as in the first round. Um, but he came up. He came he made it through the first round. Yep. Second round, you know, expecting big
1: things for Ferguson. I was feeling, I was feeling a little worried for Chandler. <laughs> Especially really for was. a third round, third three round fight, right? Yeah, I was, I was like, man, Chandler, Chandler did did what he normally does. Yeah. Okay. He's very uh, tactical chess game. He, he plays. Uh, he brings it every time. But Ferguson had everything he could possibly, you know you know put put on him and more and so the second round i thought was gonna be the same
0: oh yeah so as soon as the bell rings we have them kind of squaring up against each other Yep. michael chandler does it again has a highlight knockout real not knockout
1: for the ages i was gonna say the word is ages for the ages and and he said he goes he goes what they asked him and said so did you have that set up he goes honestly i didn't have it set up but Ferguson, when he fights, he leaves the middle open, and and his punches are more of a, a rounding hook. So yeah. he's like, I saw the opening, and I figured I'd just give it a try.
0: Yeah, and it's um, it man, looked devastating, brutal. My wife and I were like, oh my god,
1: and we're we, as Chandler is doing three backflips, right? Four, four backflips. Back <laughs> For me. I'm w- literally watching Ferguson going. Is he moving? I said, is he dead? Is he dead?
0: Yeah, that's seriously. what I. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Is he? Is he gone? Yeah. Because it was terrible. <laughs> it was dude. terrible. I think get three minutes that he was probably Did unconscious. Really? Yeah. And so, um, thankfully, Tony Ferguson. Um, I guess he tweeted that he was okay. He was. Uh, yep. I like guess results from his CT scan were negative. Um, man, but Michael Chandler just lit up the night. I mean, what could. What can you say about Michael Chandler? His first four fights in the UFC are nothing but killers. And in two of those fights, he's, he's had amazing knockouts and kind of really close in the other two other fights.
1: Close in the other two. And yeah. he was he was winning the first round of the title fight. I yeah. mean, you know. And he almost had that title. You know, a lot of people that come in maybe might fight someone in the in the top ten when they come from another promotion, but they're kind of slowly mm-hmm. put into the middle of the Wolfpack. Not right. him. He's Not like, him. give just line them up. I'm going to fight them. Win, lose, or draw. It's at least going to be exciting. And every fight has been exciting for him.
0: So Michael Chandler gets the win, a knockout, front kick um, in the first, in the second round. Um, man, what's next for Michael Chandler?
1: Well. Ranked 6, 23-7. and seven. He's now 2-2 two and two in the UFC. He called out several guys. He said rematch with Oliveira or Gagey he's up for. Dustin Poirier is on his radar. And he'll even take a Conor McGregor. I don't think for me that the Oliveira fight will happen because I believe what's next is going to be Oliveira versus Magslevoque. But Conor would be a great fight. Unfortunately, it's not a money fight. So uh, I think the name that's still on the board is Poirier, which seems to be the right match for him next.
0: Yeah, I like that fight against Poirier. I mean, but I'm not ready for him to go to the title fight again right now. I think he needs to win one more fight and then get into a rematch against uh, Oliveira. Um, A nice win against Dustin Poirier would really set that fight up if, if, if there's still a title fight to be made against oliveta um later on down the line i also like that conor mcgregor you know that that's a good one where a lot of the trash talk will be you know back and forth i've even heard maybe a nate diaz coming back for his last fight in the ufc against michael chandler
1: i agree that my boy should not be in a title fight next yeah i do agree with that yeah um I don't think he gets a – so Connor tweeted out that he's up for for Chandler, but I just think UFC's in to make money, and I, I don't think that it makes as much money, them two fighting, versus Connor versus the champ, Oliveira. What do you think? I
0: think if they do this now, like make it known, okay, yeah, UFC 280 or whatever, something by the end of the year. Start work because because Chandler's hot now, right? He's he gonna, is. in two months after we have two amazing pay per views, three yep. amazing pay per views. He's not going to be the big name anymore, right? Not the flavor of the month, right? And I think if they they strike, why the, the why the what the fire is hot? Yeah, um, I think they can get that done and have a really big promotion out of it.
1: You know what's crazy to think about Chandler is if you put him up against Poirier. Let me tell you who's he's now fought it five times. In the UFC, here's who he's fought. The number one ranked guy, Oliveira. You're putting him against Poirier at number two. He's now fought Gagey at number three. He's now fought McGregor at eight, which he could be there or not there. And now Ferguson at nine. He's literally fought half the top ten. Who does that? Yeah. Who does that? Yeah,
0: definitely. Um, Yeah, it's not been an easy road for uh, Michael Chandler, but he's earned every single bit of whatever money he's made uh, out for these fights. Ferguson, what are we gonna do with Ferguson? Know,
1: Twenty-five and 7, 15 and five in the UFC. He is now zero and four in his last four. He needs a vacation, and then I'm thinking maybe a fight against Maltese Gamrot. Wow, that's
0: that's a that's a big name, Mar- Maltese Gamrot, up and comer.
1: Yeah, um, man, but but remember Ferguson. Looked Ferguson of old in the first round. He got caught. Everybody gets caught, right? So technically, Ferguson would be a formative opponent against Gamron.
0: Everybody gets caught, but do they die in the middle of the ring, literally?
1: Well, he didn't, at least not for after three for minutes. For three minutes, yeah. he was uh, he, I know. gone. I know.
0: Um, I would really, really like to see that have been his last fight, personally. Really? Okay. But I would love to see him fight again. But for his health wise, I think I think you know maybe I wouldn't be mad if he said you know what I'm done I'm waiting I'm gonna wait for that call for the Hall of Fame or if he wants to fight I do have a name here okay and it's not gonna be easy at all oh no well I have two names okay Okay, one that's not easy how about Rafael dos Anjos ooh
1: that's not easy
0: That's not easy at all yes. right but then I do have another name here how about ranked 13th Diego Feira. he's also he's also on a three fight losing streak.
1: Okay, so Ferguson's thirty-eight years old now. I I totally understand what you're saying that maybe he should retire. I, I'm okay with that. But we gave three names, right? Mm-hmm. We we gave your two names in mind. Which is the easiest fight for him? If you're, I want
0: to say Diego Fajera. I think so too. He's on a three-fight losing streak. Not that like that makes a difference, but right. I just think that he's he's probably also on his way out of the UFC. Yeah. Um, but then does that make it worse because he doesn't want to leave the USC and he's just going to go out there and be a monster right against Ferguson? So
1: then who's the toughest between Gamron and Desanos?
0: You know what? I would I would lean uh for the toughest Gamron, being the being the tougher fight. Okay. And Dosano's because he's also on his you know, he's, he's on the ladder t- yeah, ladder, ladder of his career, career yeah. yeah. So you know I think I think a Dasanios fight would be a great fight because it wouldn't be one killer versus Tony Ferguson. It will be someone on the other side of his career fighting Tony Ferguson.
1: I'm a big fan of Ferguson, and I really am saddened by the fact that he never got his chance in his prime to fight Khabib because I think that that match yeah. would have been amazing. So I'm sad that he never got that title yeah. shot.
0: Yeah, one of those cursed uh, matches that we never yes. got. I think yep. it was even set up three times, five times, five times, five my times. Goodness, yeah, yeah. Next up on the card, we have in the one of the most anticipated fights of the evening: the women's strawweight title bout, Carla Barza versus Rose Namajunas. Amazing fight, wasn't it?
1: A fight that a lot of fans were looking forward to ended in an uneventful co-main event of the evening. Uh, uneventful of the year, of this probably decade. I can tell you, there were three commentators that said this is probably the worst UFC fight they have ever seen in their lives. Yeah. Here's the hard part. All right. Yeah. The bar was already set really high with Chandler. Like the, the crowd is rocking. The fans are uh, are just going nuts. The commentators are like can't wait for this fight. This is going to set records or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you get this dud and you're just literally looking around in the room where you're at the fans are looking at their phones and going what is going on yeah, yeah. it looked like an exhibition barely an exhibition
0: match barely so n- nobody landed any shots i think there was like what uh, i don't know how many shots but like it was terrible, it was the, terrible. The, the, the numbers were just reflective of how inactive both of these fighters were
1: for me thug Road seemed off okay i think so too she seemed distracted um and before that fight, like I was like I was saying earlier that I saw some underdogs uh, that were gonna win tonight, they showed her at one point uh, in the corner of her dressing room on her knees and I don't know if she was praying, but she looked scared. I mean it was almost like maybe I should uh, put a little wager on the yeah. on the uh, <laughs> yeah, on the underdog because something seemed off and then we come to find out afterwards that Carla seemed to be avoiding any type of clash. And apparently she's getting married real soon. And her her boyfriend, or I guess fiance, said, yeah. don't get your face messed up. So when you start seeing and hearing all the rest of the story, yeah, it doesn't make for a good fight.
0: So, well, in the end, we do have a new strongweight champion in the women's division. We have Carla Sparza winning the title by decision, a split decision, 47, 48, 49, 46, and 48, 47.
1: What do you think about those? Do you um, think, I think Thug Rose? I think
0: it's fair. I mean, because... you think Thug
1: Rose won any of those?
0: No, I don't think she won any of those because I didn't see her do yeah. anything at all. Carla tried at least a couple of times, yeah. a few times, and I, and it's not literal. It's it's a couple of times of trying to try to you know take her down, make do some contact. Yeah, but who's to blame for this fight?
1: All Thug Rose. So yeah. here's what I wrote down: We say to be a man, you got to beat the man. Well, the man has to live up to their end of the fight yeah. and fight like a champion. She did not do it that night, and she did not deserve even one of those judges, you know, cards. And she still got it. I don't understand what they were looking at, but it was a terrible fight by the champion.
0: Yeah, I think so too. I think that a lot of the blame, of course, goes to goes to both fighters, but a lot of this goes to Rose. I think she has to go out there and she's made of name her for herself uh, to be the, the aggressor, the one that goes knocks the people out, whatever. Um, but it was, she was looked so timid, um, that she didn't, that w- she was just waiting for Carla to shoot all the time. You yeah. Know, she was really scared of that. And she knew she could, after the first time that Carla took her down, she got right back up. So it's like, there should have been a, a telltale sign saying that, Hey, you know what? I got this. I can jump up if I wanted to.
1: You're exactly right. I mean, you're exactly right. I think we're going to find out in the next month why she was distracted because clearly something was off that night. Yeah, Definitely. So what's um, next for Carla Esparza, the champion, two-time champ now, nineteen and six and ten and four in the UFC. Not her best outing for her, but a win is a win. So I think after her honeymoon, I think the winner of Wei Lee and Joanna should be next for her.
0: I definitely also have that. I do have the winner of that fight or if that can't happen, maybe a Mariana Rodriguez who's on a you know a three fight winning streak, 16 and one in the UFC um, ranked fourth.
1: Yeah, we we definitely have new blood with being a new champ, so we'll definitely see some new fights.
0: And if that that's not enough, how about a uh, Jessica Andraj? We just saw her fight a couple months ago, a couple weeks ago, I think. Yeah,
1: well, it looked to me when I saw some uh, news this last week that Andraj have already called. Carla Esparza the boring champ. Yeah, yeah so yeah,
0: that would be a good fight too. Well, how about Rose Namajunas? What should we do with her? Or where she she could she? Where should she go next?
1: Well, eleven and five, and nine and four in the UFC. Clearly not what seemed like herself that night. I don't think a rematch with Carla, who who is now two and zero against her, is going to be a very easy sell for the UFC. I think she should fight the loser of Wayley versus Joanna fight next month.
0: Hey, you know what? I didn't think about that. But, yeah, that, that's a good good one to look at, the loser of that. Um, I also maybe have her maybe fighting someone in the lower half of this division, maybe a Mackenzie Dern who's out there, maybe to kind of prove herself. Because if we look at it, she's only fought um, almost the same people, same two people in the last few fights. You know, she's fought Zhang twice. Yeah. Uh, she's fought Andrade, yep. and then she's fought Joanna twice.
1: Yeah, she's fought about the same people the last two or three years. So yeah. there's some fresh blood that's below her that she can prove why she was a champ and why she still should be up in the elite. So, yeah, I like that.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Well, the the bar is set low now, isn't it, for the next <laughs> fight?
0: Yeah, definitely. Nothing can really you know, derail this next fight. Right? That's right. <laughs> Next up on the card, we do have the main event of the evening, the champion, right? Is he his champion? Was he a champion going uh, into the fight? Uh, Well,
1: <laughs> we'll get
0: into that. Yeah, Charles Oliveira versus Justin Gaethje in a lightweight title fight.
1: Lots of controversy going into this fight. Saw a battle that was going one way for the challenger, only to turn abruptly for the champ.
0: Yeah, definitely. But before we get into the fight, let's go cover the, let's let's look into what happened pre-fight, the days leading up to the match. Okay. Um Oliveira, you know, he says he made weight Thursday night. Thursday night. Friday morning comes in and does the official weigh-in, and he's a half a pound or I think he's a pound over. Mm-hmm. And he tries to weigh-in again, he's a half a pound over,
1: and they give him an hour to try to lose that weight. Well, let's, there's several things we can talk about. Let's start about the actual rule. Do you think that half a pound should strip the champ of the title?
0: I don't think it matters at all because all these fighters that rehydrate right after and they come in maybe 12, 15 pounds over. Right. Correct. Right.
1: Correct. Why does it matter? It's just the weirdest thing. I think that you give uh, somebody an inch, they take a mile, and yeah. if we say half a pound's not a big deal, well, then is a pound a big deal? Is a pound and a half yeah. a big deal? Um I like the rule, but what we're going to get into is do we like the process of how the rule happens? Yeah, the process. Yeah. So did you, I mean, we'll talk this out loud. Did you know that there's like two different or three different scales that they use all the time?
0: I know. I've seen that there's like one that's not even a scale. It's just for show. And they just, uh, they pretend that they weigh them on, uh, like in the live event. In the the, ceremony. Yeah, in the ceremony. Um, You know, and then they have a an uh, old prehistoric balance beam scale, right?
1: Okay, and that's for the official, yeah, official, official way in, right?
0: And, and you know, God forbid, forbid they use a digital one.
1: Yeah, well, uh, apparently they have a backstage uh, scale that is, like, brought in from the hotel, mm-hmm. okay, that every one of these fighters jump on it like two or three days prior and they just keep weighing themselves Mm -hmm. to make sure they're on point. Well, apparently that back scale is used by everybody and multiple trainers and and whoever, your sidekicks or whatever, they're all messing with the scale and they're all doing this stuff. And so... I don't believe Charles Oliveira is, is a liar, or I, I believe he's honest. Yeah. I believe he st- got on that scale, and he believed that he was on point. I think the scale was off. I do, too.
0: But the crazy thing about it is that they gave him an hour to lose a half a pound. And he didn't. He came back after assuming, assuming he did everything he could uh-huh. to try to lose a half a pound, he came back weighing the same amount in an hour. You know, and I think... I mean half a pound is it doesn't sound a lot it is a lot right right but I think you probably could lose a half a pound or if you wanted to so do you
1: okay so I mean, save your head it sounds to me like you're <laughs> saying that he wasn't honest or he wasn't trying or what I don't what think is, he
0: said he said i I've done what I had to do you know what whatever it doesn't matter i'll I'll pay for the the consequences and that's big know.
1: consequences that's not yeah I'm gonna lose twenty five thousand that's a lot of money yeah right
0: yeah i just think that he just was tired of it and he didn't want to lose those weights that weight and you know just um said let's just get on with the fight and we'll deal with it later
1: do you agree with the process or do you think it needs to be modified now
0: i think it should be modified i mean i think first of all they should have a digital weight right i mean how many times and we've seen this conspiracy theory all the time where um you know, someone goes in on that balance beam weight, and they just do whatever fast, really fast. Don't even right. wait for it to kind of settle down. Right. Boom. Wait, weigh in. Yeah. Don't worry about it.
1: Um, Dana White came out, and he said, we're putting security guards by the, the, the scale that's in the back when they're yeah. weighing now. Do you think that's a little overboard or not? I
0: think so, too, because then that means that then, then there was an issue. Doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so that means it's proof. That's maybe proof that... You know, okay, well, then maybe someone was messing with it. Here's
1: the other thing. There were a few of them, mm-hmm. a few fighters that were off weight. They thought they were yeah. on, and they were off. Yeah. So, for me, I know it's a rule, but I kind of think some logic should have been in here and go, all right, if I've got three other fighters that are off that thought they were on, and now my champ is is off and he thought is on, mm-hmm. maybe there was something wrong with the scale, not their fault, because he's within 5, you know, .5 pounds, yeah. Let's go ahead and let him keep that that, that belt and fight for it. So the, the whole thing for me was, was bitter yeah. because it, it kind of diffused the uh, excitement of that fight that was going to come. And, and boy,
0: was it an exciting fight. We do have, you know, well, Saturday did come around. We did have a fight ultimately. And, um, you know, Charles Oliveira goes out there with Justin Gaethje. Man, Gaethje
1: started off with fireworks. He did. He knocked him down. Yeah. Like it seemed like Twice, every yeah, like every other Oliver opponent does. Knocks yeah. him down mm-hmm. two or three times. But the difference this time is Gagey knew not to engage him on the ground and just made him get up every yeah. time, which was a smart play.
0: Yeah, it was. And he that game plan was working until Olivera catches him with a shot and knocks him down. Olivera just jumps right in, tries to take the back a couple of times, ultimately does find the right grip on the rear naked choke and quote-unquote, defends his title.
1: Yeah, I mean, we all know Oliveira has superior grappling skills. you got to try to avoid it. Um, Do you think that this is Charles Oliveira's game plan? Do you think... Because it seems like the last eight fights, this is what he does every time. Allow him to get hit, try to get him on the ground, and just use his skills to do a submission.
0: Well, I don't know if it's part of the game plan, but it is part of the options that he does have if this scenario happens. Because... You know, he was trying to knock out Gaethje. He got a really good shots on him. He yeah. knocked him down, and um, but he saw the opportunity where Gaethje probably didn't cover up or didn't get up fast enough, and Oliveira just jumps in right in and gets yeah. that uh, that submission.
1: Yeah, didn't see that happening. Uh, you know, a side note. I, like I said, I I had uh, hypothetically put some money on two underdogs because I saw that's yeah. how it was going to happen. You know, Asparza came through, and when Gaethje knocked him down, I mm-hmm. stood up and <laughs> I stood up in my living room and go. I'm going to win this bet. I'm going to win this bet. He's going to do it. And then Oliveira, of course, his masterful grappling skills, you know, crushed that bet that I had made. It was a great fight, you know.
0: Definitely. So we do have Charles, Charles Oliveira winning by rear naked choke in the first round. Uh, what's next for our, I guess now, number one contender in well, the lightweight division?
1: Yeah. Oliveira is now 33-8, and 21-8 and eight in the UFC. He is on an 11-fight win streak. Um I think the only fight to make right now should be for the uh, championship. Islam Makachev, who is on a ten-fight win streak of his own. What about Benil Darius? I think everybody wants to see the Islam fight. I, I don't think you know as far as the money fight and fans fight. I I think Benil deserves it. He's just not a big enough name as Islam.
0: Yeah, you know what? But you're right. I think Islam Makachev is probably the name to, or the fight to make. Um, some people even have him favored in the the if,
1: if they do fight. It doesn't surprise me. Yeah. I mean, you know, Oliveira's fight fighting fighting skills, I guess you would call it, never suggests that he's a dominant you know fighter. He always seems like he comes back from behind in every fight to to win it.
0: How about for Justin Gaethje? Twenty
1: three and four, six and four in the UFC. He is one and two in his last two three fights but but two of those fights were title fights the name you brought up I think he should fight Benio Darius uh should be next for him
0: wow that's that's a that's a good fight I mean but I mean do we set set a uh, Gechi up for that I mean that's a wrestling fight that's I mean Dariush is a wrestler he is so uh and but well so is Gechi, right he's a world he's he, a he is. national champion wrestler yeah. I believe um, Man, that would probably be a good fight, but not what we expect from Gaethje, right? No, we, yeah. want, we want a firefight with Gaethje.
1: What Okay, so do you have another name that you're looking at the rankings?
0: Um, looking at the rankings, Um, how about, man, I, I like that, a Rafael Fazeev Okay. Maybe. I'm yeah. ranked 10th. Yeah.
1: How about you? Yeah, I'm I'm good with any of those. Yeah. I mean, anytime Gaethje's fighting, I'm in. Yeah. I mean, you could give me a Chandler Gaethje, too. I'd be fine with that'd that. That'd be nice, too. Yeah.
0: I mean, I, I'd be fine with that, too.
1: So who do we got to, for some Fight of the Nights oh, or anything right. Well, I'm like glad that.
0: you asked. So we do have bonus awards. Okay. Um, each fi- each winner receives $50,000 from the UFC. Fight of the Night, actually both of those fighters, um, or both of the fights, or the fighters, the Fight of the Night was not even on the main card. Oh, it wasn't? No, was it was it? on a, a preliminary fight. It was Brandon Royval versus Matt Schnell. That was oh, a, nice. a Fight of the Night. Okay. How about there was one performance of the night on the main card? Who do you think that was?
1: Well, I hope they gave it to Tony Ferguson because he probably <laughs> needs it for his face that got a little mangled, but I'm assuming they gave it to my boy Chandler for the knockout of the night.
0: That's right. He, Michael Chandler and Andre Fajalo, he fought also in the preliminary. He also wins a uh, $50,000 check. Um, interestingly enough, Andre Fajalo, um, he fought two weeks ago. We previewed he him. He did, didn't he? Yeah, I didn't know he fought again. Yeah, he fought again in oh, Philadelphia. And did fight. he win? And he won. Knockout mm-hmm. punch. Well, maybe we'll we'll see him in two more weeks. He probably will, and oh, he wants to. That he wants to set a record of fights in one year.
1: Well, I am excited to hear where you put this bar because it was such up and down. up
0: and down, right? I mean, I'm gonna say, I'd give it, I'd give it an eight, an eight. It would have been a nine. If it wasn't for Rose and OSP, but an it ate. Okay. Yeah.
1: I thought eight, but here's my problem: it was literally two and two on yeah. the ones we previewed. I mean, Ruha's fight was eh. You, we know where we stand with the Kome event and uh, Aspar's as and you know Namanuus, but then we had those two exciting fights. So I'm not. I'm gonna have to give it a seven. Seven. Yeah. yeah. You know what? That seems you fair.
0: Know. No, it's really fair yeah. on that. Um, yeah, up and down. Like you just, you hit it right on the head. Up and down fight. Yep. Yeah. We had an exciting fight first first one. On the way down for the second <laughs> one. Did. Third one was <laughs> way up there. Yes. Fourth one was way We're down, down there. there. And it right it finished yeah. on top at least. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Well man, that was an exciting card. UFC two seventy four. But the what the the UFC train moves on Keeps to going. this week. We have UFC Fight Night. ESPN thirty six. Jan Bohovich versus Alexander Rakic. Um, this is going to be from the UFC Apex this Saturday night. First off, kicking the car- kicking off the card, we have relatively two newcomers, Jake Hadley versus Alan Nascimento.
1: So this is at 125 pounds. Now, Jack White Kong Hadley is 25 years old. He's 8-0 with two KOs, four submissions, and two decisions. He is currently unranked. His last fight was a win by submission in the second round October of last year. And hello, UFC. He has debuted from the Contender Series. Now, Alan Puro Ruzzo Namacinto is 30 years old. He is 18-6 and six with two KOs, 13 submissions, and three decisions. He is currently ranked 30th in the division. His last fight was a loss by decision October of last year, and he is 0-1 in the UFC. Now, Namacinto is a minus 175, and Hadley is a plus 210.
0: Jake Hadley is from England. He stands at 5'7", with a 68-inch reach. Note, he fights out of the Team Renegade BJJ. Again, this is his UFC debut. He Again, he is on that eight-fight winning streak. Alan nascimento is from brazil he stands at five nine with a 69 and a half inch reach he represents shoot box diego lima notable wins come against um Ilvado lima and roberto do Souza, both in a different um promotion so who do you think is gonna um start off this and i believe i think i don't think nascimento this this is a second fight in the ufc it is a so, second fight Okay, um, so He lost his first one. But, you know, what do you think about this 8-0 prospect coming up out of the Dana White Contender Series?
1: Well, I I think anybody that comes out of the Contender Series uh, has a shot at being the new up-and-comer. He's 8-0, and he's probably hungry. I mean, he wants to be in the UFC. This is his dream chance. i got to believe that I'm going to go with the underdog Hadley over Namasinto, and I like him by submission in the second round
0: you read my notes because that's what I also have I have Jake Hadley winning um winning his UFC debut and you know hopefully we get to hear more and more of him as the years go on absolutely next up on the card we have Frank Camacho versus Manuel Torres in a lightweight division clash
1: so, so this is at 155. 155- pounds and we currently do not have a champ it is a uh, vacated title. Now Frank the Crank Camacho is 32 years old 22 and 9 with 17 KOs, two submissions and three decisions. He is currently not ranked due to his inactivity. His last fight was a loss by TKO in the first round, June of 2020, and since entering the UFC in 2017, he is 2 and 5 in his last 7 fights. Now Manuel El Loco Roberto Torres is 27 years old. He's 12-2 and two with 5 KO, 6 submissions, and 1 decision. He is currently unranked. His last fight was a win by TKO in the first round, October of last year. And hello, UFC! This is his debut from the Contender Series. Now, Torres is a minus 135, and Camacho is a plus 115.
0: Frank Camacho is from Guam. He stands at 5'10", with a 73-inch reach, fighting out of Trench Tech MMA. Notable wins come against Nick Hyne, Damon Brown, and Tyrone Jones. Notable losses come against Justin Janes, Benil Dairius, and Jeff Neal. Manuel Torres is from Mexico, standing at... 510 with a 73 inch reach representing Delicuentes mma well notable wins come against cotton england and carlos enrique canada both in different promotions so again we do have another ufc debut um, on this fight card
1: well i'm going to tell you uh i guess i'm going to go 2-0 with hello ufc guys uh you know, I, I'm not a big fan of inactivity. I think there's going to be a little rust with Camacho, so give me Torres by KO in the second round.
0: Definitely. I also have Torres. Um, I'm going to go decision. Next up on the card, we have Caitlin Shukagan versus Amanda Hibas in a flyweight division clash.
1: 125 pounds, Valentina Shevchenko is our current champion. Now Caitlin Blonde Fighter chokagan is thirty-three years old, seventeen and four with two KOs, one submission, fourteen decisions. She is currently ranked second in that division. Her last fight was a win by decision, January of this year, and she is on a three-fight win streak. Now Amanda Rebus is twenty-eight years old, eleven and two with three KOs, four submissions, and four decisions she is currently ranked 11th in the straw weight division now her last fight was a win by decision october of last year and she is two and one in her last three fights now shokagan is a minus 175 and rebus is a plus 150
0: caitlin shokagan is from jersey city new jersey standing at 5'9 with a 68 inch reach representing all-star brazilian jiu-jitsu notable wins come against jennifer maya vivian arahu and Cynthia Cavallo. Notable losses come against Jillian Robertson, Jessica Andraj, and Valentina Shevchenko. Amanda Hibas is from Brazil. She stands at 5'3 with a 66-inch reach. She represents uh, American Top Team and Hibas Family MMA. Notable wins come against Verna Jandaroba, Paige Van Zandt, and Randa Marcos. Notable losses come against Mariana Rodriguez and Pollyanna Viana. So, we got um another exciting women's uh, flyweight division class here.
1: Yeah, and Rebus is moving up in weight to take this fight on. What do you think about moving up in weight for this lady?
0: Oh, man, I, I really liked her in the uh, strawweight division. She was really good, Um, but it looks like, you know, she just wanted to go up and try her the, the, the a heavier division. Um, Man, I really, really like Amanda Hebas, and I'm going to go ahead and uh, just go ahead and pick her with a decision
1: win. With a decision win. Well, here's the thing. She's moving up in weight and she's jumping straight to the second second person yeah. in the division. I yeah. mean that's not like, hey, let me let me just, you know, put my toe in and, and see where I, I fit. I mean yeah. I think this is gonna be a tough night out and I do like Amanda Rebus.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean Caitlin Shikeki is no joke. She's fought for several I think several times for the title. Um but you know what, I just I just there's something about Amanda Hebas that I like.
1: Well, give me the blonde fighter, Dr. Kagan. I think she's going to win by decision.
0: Next up on the card, we have Luis Smoke, Smoka versus Davey Grant in a bantamweight division clash.
1: 135 pounds. Algermaine Sterling is our current champion. Davy Dangerous Grant is 36 years old, 13 and six with three KOs, eight submissions, and two decisions. He is currently ranked 35th in this division. His last fight was a loss by decision. November of last year, and he is on a two-fight losing streak. Now, Luis de Last Samurai, Smoka, is 30 years old. He is 17-5 and five, with eight KOs, seven submissions, and two decisions. He is currently ranked 51st in this division. His last fight was a loss by KO in the first round December of last year, and he is one in one in his last two fights. Now, Grant is a favorite and a minus 300 and Smolka is an underdog at a plus 240.
0: Luis Smolka is from Hawaii. He stands at 5'9 with a 68 inch reach representing Teen Oyama. Notable wins come against Jose Alberto Quiones, Ryan McDonald, and Kyle Estrada. Notable losses come against Vince Morales, Casey Kenny, and Matt Schnell. Davy Grant is from the United Kingdom, standing at 5'8", with a 69-inch reach. He represents SBJ, SBG Bishop Auckland. Notable wins come against Jonathan Martinez, Martin Day, and Marlon Vera. Notable losses come against Adrian Yanez, Marlon Vera, and Manny Bermudez.
1: They both have a, a a couple big names on their resumes. They don't sure they? do. They sure yeah. do.
0: Who do you like in this fight? I mean, both are looking for you know a win or needing a win.
1: They're both needing a win. Um, I like Davy Grant, so I'm gonna go with the odds of the minus three hundred take Davy Grant by decision. I
0: don't like that two fight losing streak. In either case, right? I think with that two fight losing streak, you're probably fighting with a little bit more urgency. You are. And I'm also going to take Davy Grant.
1: Okay. By? Decision. Okay. We got, a, got a, a few interesting fights already. Sure do. Yeah.
0: Next up on the card, we do have the co-main event of the evening, Ryan Spann versus Ian Kutalaba in a light heavyweight division clash.
1: This is at 2.05, and Glover Texera is our current champion. Now Ryan Superman Span is thirty years old, nineteen and seven with five KOs, eleven submissions and three decisions. He is currently ranked fifteenth in this division. His last fight was a loss by submission in the first round, September of last year, and he is one and two in his last three fights. Now Ion the Hulk Kudalaba is twenty eight years old, sixteen and six with twelve KOs, two submissions and two decisions. He is currently ranked eighteenth in this division. His last fight was a win by decision, September of last year, and he is one in one in one in his last three fights. Now, Laba is a minus 195, and Span is a plus 165.
0: Ryan Span is from Beaumont, Texas, standing at 6'5", with an 81 and inch reach, representing Fortis MMA. Notable wins come against Mishar Serkinov, Sam Alvey, and Devin Clark. Notable losses come against Anthony Smith, Johnny Walker, and Carl Roberson. Ian Kutalaba is from Moldova. He stands at 6'1", with a 75-inch reach. He represents CSA Moldova MMA. Notable wins come against Devin Clark, Kaleo Roundtree, and Luis Del Silva. Notable losses come against Magomed Mug- Ankalev twice, and Glover
1: to Teixeira. So, what do you think about this one? This one's going to be interesting right this, here. This, this, these odds should be closer. I mm-hmm. think this is a very close fight.
0: Yeah, I believe so, too. I think Ian Kutalaba is a formidable opponent, and we already know Ryan Spann has been in the mix for a championship title contention.
1: And, you know, like I said earlier, uh, they're both not really on winning streaks. I mean, no. they both desperately need a win to stay relevant in this division
0: yeah definitely
1: um who
0: are you picking to win this bout
1: i like the hulk cuda but i'm going with the superman spam by decision all right well i do like
0: also i also like the hulk and i'm gonna pick the hulk
1: so you're taking the hulk mm-hmm. i'm taking superman yeah exactly so basically it's marvel versus dc which is exactly what we are yeah exactly i love it and how do you how do you like your hulk like smash, smash, okay,
0: <laughs> yeah. I will have. I have Hulk with a win um, by knockout.
1: By knockout. All right. Well, this is definitely as far as superheroes, one for the ages, because they always say, "Who would win in a fight, Superman yeah. versus the Hulk?" Yeah. Well, Who do you think would win? Well, I'm gonna say Superman, <laughs> right?
0: You know, I think Superman may have an edge. But I don't know. I Hulk don't know. is like sometimes indestructible, right? Like he really is. Like you can't do nothing to him. Yeah,
1: I mean, even the Hulk busting uh, suit that Iron Man made yeah, still didn't withstand, yeah. right? Yeah. And even Thor when they were fighting in the yeah. arena, yeah, that still didn't help. Yeah. So, so yeah. yeah. But anyway, back to <laughs> UFC. I digress. This is going to be a good fight. Yeah, definitely.
0: Next up on the card, we do have the main event of the evening: Jan Behovich versus Alexander Rakic. Um, in a light
1: heavyweight division class. 205 is the weight, and Glover Teixeira is our current champion. Can it be 205 and a half? 205 and a half? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, it doesn't matter because it's not a championship yeah, fight. Exactly. Right?
0: mean, that's just so weird.
1: Yeah. Jan Bohovic is 39 years old, he's 28 and 9. With 8 KOs, 9 submissions, and 11 decisions, he is currently ranked 2nd in this division. His last fight was a loss by submission, October of last year, and he is 5-1 and one in his last 6 fights. Now, Alexander R- Rocket is 30 years old. He is 14-2 with 9 KOs, 1 submission, and 4 decisions. He is currently ranked 5th in this division. His last fight was a win by decision, March of this year, and he is 5-1 and one in his last 6 fights. Now, Radek is a minus 190, and Bohovic is a plus 160.
0: Jan Bohovic is from Poland, standing at 6'2", with a 70-inch reach. He represents a WCA fight team. Notable wins come against Israel Adesanya, Dominic Reyes, and Corey Anderson. Notable losses come against Glover Teixeira, Thiago Santos, and Patrick Cummins. Alexandre Rakic is from Serbia, He stands at 6'4 with a 78 inch reach, representing Jim twenty-three. Notable wins come against Tiago Santos, Anthony Smith, and Devin Clark. Notable losses come against Volkov Ozdemir. So we have our up and comer
1: fighting um the ex champion. The recent ex champion. Yeah. Okay. And I don't understand why the odds maker have already not have not made bohovic relevant anymore like they somehow have decided that this fighting champion that that we thought was really unbeatable at one point right is now somehow the underdog in this
0: yeah i mean agree with that um yeah you know what yeah i do i kind of see it i see rocket being one of those guys that uh, a lot of a lot of hype behind him and you know i just i kind of agree with this
1: but jan bohovic beat the other goat in Adesanya and beat him convincingly, and somehow we have forgotten that. Yeah. And then we also <laughs> forgot about Corey Anderson, who is a formidable threat in this division. I, I am flabbergasted that, that the oddsmakers have put him as an underdog. And I'm and guess what? I'm going to capitalize on it. I'm going to make a bet on that. There you go. That Bohovich will win this, and I think he's going to win it by a knockout.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, I have the other way around. I have alexander rockick with the win but by decision
1: okay well that this is going to be an exciting main event very
0: exciting main event hopefully everyone gets to catch that this weekend ufc fight night espn 36 bohovic versus rockick um this saturday night so along with some amazing boxing matches you can flip over a couple channels to um espn plus or you know you have the app jump onto that and watch it, the UFC
1: fight night another 2 TV weekend isn't another it? 2 TV yeah. weekend
0: is it 2 beers
1: too and both hands maybe <laughs> yeah definitely <laughs> right um, and guess what if we want to start at 9 a.m. in the morning we certainly can with Mayweather right you,
0: sure can. you can start that drinking early oh in the morning oh my gosh yeah, yeah definitely you go. if you want to add line the pockets of uh, a Mayweather some more yeah um, go ahead and wake up early in the morning to do so
1: again he didn't entice me with this fight he t- enticed me with the undercard yeah the and, right. Right? Exactly, yeah. exactly.
0: Well, that wraps up the MMA recap. Do we have any UFC or MMA news?
1: I do. So, Volganovsky came out, and he said he does not need seven defenses to surpass Aldo as the featherweight goat. The champion, Alexander Volganovsky, believes he doesn't need... Uh, seven title defenses and when he, he was asked about it he goes I do think I'm the best featherweight as in skill wise yeah I do but I mean to say you're the goat I think a lot more comes into play I look at Aldo I say Aldo is the goat to be defending for that long the one element missing in Volkanovski's claim to be the goat involves the number of title defenses he has the great one only has three to his name in comparison to seven of aldo's i think so what have
0: you done for me lately Mm -hmm. that's the world we live in and so we compare those two names you know i think uh, volkanovsky is always gonna will probably come up a top for the newcomers right the people that are new to the ufc that have been within the ufc the last three four years um those that came before you know, they will say, no, Aldo is. It's just like Joe Montana yeah. or, or or Troy Inkman, right? Right.
1: You could say Patrick Mahomes. He's yeah. current relevant, right? Mm-hmm. Where's he going to stand? Josh Allen looks like he's going to yeah. stand. But the, the point is, is who's on your mind right now? Exactly. Right? And, yeah. and I'll have to tell you, uh, Alexander's undefeated in UFC. I mean, I kind of think he's a good argument that he is the GOAT surpassing Aldo. I just do. So, the adesanya Jared Cannoneer fight is announced for the UFC 276 main event. It'll be July 2nd at the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas, Nevada. Here's the bouts reported for this event. So, the main event will be Adesanya-Cannoneer. Are you excited? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, right? Oh, yeah. The co-main event. Is what we just talked about. Volganovski versus Holloway. Shouldn't it be the
0: other way around? Boy, as far it should as be being
1: the first, the main event of the evening, right? It's really tough to tell me that the A side is Adesanya and the B side of, yeah. the, of this record is Volganovski. Yeah, they should fight the two rings at the same time. Yeah, <laughs> right under that, Misha Tate versus Lauren Murphy. You like that fight? Misha Tate would learn. Eh, It's okay. Yeah, I like okay. that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Misha Tate's an old, older name as far as a nostalgic of a of a time. But long she's gone. had,
1: she's had a resurgence. I mean, yeah, she, she looks good, yeah, she right? Has. She does look good. Jessica I versus Macy Barber. You like that fight?
0: I like that. Macy Barber's an up and comer. Someone that yep. that we're looking at, and Jessica yep. I has been there and done that.
1: Yep. Uriah Hall versus Andre Munoz. Oh,
0: that's gonna be a really good fight. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
1: Robbie Lawler versus Brian Barberena. Oh
0: yeah, Robbie Lawler, you can't miss with Robbie Lawler. Nope. Right?
1: right? Yeah. It keeps going. Oh wow. Sean Strickland versus Alex Pereira. Okay, now that's good <laughs> what? Buy. Yeah, that's good. That buy. should be the main card yeah, in eight, right? It should.
0: It should be on the main card. I hope it is. I hope yeah. they had this. This is not final, but I hope okay. that is on the main card. Uh, Alex Pereira is known for knocking out Israel Adesanya. I know, right? Yeah. And then,
1: what about Pedro Munoz? Versus your boy Sean O'Malley. There
0: you go. There you go. How
1: is he not on the main event? I, I, he has to be. Like, there's no point. You can't. You can't <laughs> not be on the main event, right? Yeah. But so. you have to admit there there are quite a few on this list yeah. that should be in the main event. I mean, yeah. it's a stack card. It sure is. But it's is. international week, right? Yeah. What do we expect, definitely. right? And then what what you were also saying about. Uh, Brian Ortega in the featherweight showdown is fighting Yarir Rodriguez and they're targeted for a UFC card July 16th. Yeah,
0: Yeah, well, while we're on um, some uh, notes or news about fights being made, we also have maybe a UFC 277 card um, being headlined by Brandon Moreno versus Kai Kara France for an interim flyweight title. We remember uh, Moreno lost his title to Figueredo.
1: And we thought about having getting that fight four? in yeah. Mexico, right? Yeah, and four. so now we're not doing that.
0: Now it looks like Figueroa is uh, hurt with a hand okay. injury, so he's not going to be able to fight anytime soon. So we do have Brandon Moreno um, possibly fight, fighting Kai Kara France for the interim title belt.
1: Wow, that's going to be a fun fight, and that that deserves to be. Um the contender match for the title, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and yeah. um
0: you know what? It's um scheduled possibly or rumors have it that I, it might
1: be in Dallas, Texas. Road trip? Road trip? <laughs> road trip, right, right. Yeah. Right down the street from where you live. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, if if we are speaking about continuing, you know, new matchups, the uh, just came out the D- Donald Cerrone versus Joe Luison mm-hmm. is now rescheduled for June 18th fight night in Austin. Oh yeah, also another road trip. Yeah, <laughs> so I, I, I'm glad they're going to rematch that. You know. Yeah. Well, we hope, yeah, yeah. Hopefully,
0: it gets down, gets going, and um, that we have that fight here next month.
1: Absolutely.
0: Do you have any other news? I do not. I don't either. Well, that wraps up our MMA segment for this week. We don't have a pick'em league um, just yet, but I think you know we'll start that pretty soon here with uh season three
1: absolutely It will be here and uh we're gonna do it at the next ufc pay-per-view in a couple of weeks
0: all right be sure to sign up whenever you see those signups going out or that survey going out be sure to log in make your picks and submit your picks so that you know at the end of the year or at the end of the season you have a nice pretty trophy absolutely yeah definitely well, that wraps things up for us this week. Thank you to everyone that continues continues to listen to our show. We hope to be back next week with a recap of this week's fights and a predictions for the next fight for the next week's fights. Be sure to follow us on Facebook or Instagram or also on Twitter. That's it for this week. My name is Daniel. And I'm Alan. Have a great week, everyone, and keep your hands up.
1: And happy fighting. We'll see you next week.